What is shaking? We're back here, four wins in June. It's been a good week in the NBA. Lots of comeback wins, lots of people choking, but let's get right into it. We have about 20 games left of the NBA season. Um, things are kind of shaping up. You know, they, they could be shaping up. The West is a, a crazy race right now. But, yeah, what do you think, Corey? Yeah, it's getting to the end of it. We're in the last quarter of the season. Um, the playoff picture should have been shaping up more by now, but it's still a total wash. We don't know who's going to make it, uh, who's going to be playing each other. But it's shaping up to be an amazing playoff. I think no matter what the matchups are, there's good storylines for each of them, and it should be a lot of fun to watch. So I'm just really excited for the playoffs to come. For sure. I am too. I think that a lot of these teams that made trade deadline moves, they're you know trying to figure out their teams. The Suns look like they're going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly. You have the Clippers, on the other hand, not really figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And time's running out, right? Yeah, there's a lot of changes that got made, and the league kind of got kind of shaken up. And then you throw in the injuries, and guys are tired, and uh, guys are traveling all over the place. It's just a hard time to to play so many games so many times. But we can talk about load management and all that another day. But it's really hard for these players, but I'm sure they're looking forward to the playoffs as well. For sure. Well, yeah, let's just take a look at the standings real quick. In the East, we have the Bucks, they're number one. Then the Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, and Nets. That's your one through six. Um, and then the War in the the West. Um, sorry, I have the Warriors on my mind. Uh, we have the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Warriors, and Mavericks. So all those teams, you know, pretty good. I think they're going to keep their spots. Honestly, I don't see any of them kind of interchanging. Um, I don't. I don't think the Clippers or Timberwolves, Jazz, or Pelicans move up. I think they kind of stay there. One win streak, and you go from the 12 seed to the 5 seed. What are you talking about? That's There's true, four game difference between the 4 seed and the 13 seed. So, oh, well, 12 seed. Yeah. So, like any given week, we as we're going to talk about today, the Bucks are going to 16 game win streak. So, any of these teams can move in, shake it up. Yeah, and any of them could move, but I don't know. I just think. That, those one through six, like I'm pretty confident with those. Uh, those I think teams. the Clippers cracked the top six. You think the Clippers? I think figured they figured out? out. Yeah, I mean, but besides them, I think I think those would be the six. I would say. Yeah, that's probably a fair bet, right? But I don't know who the Clippers take out, but it'll be close. Yeah, and then the the East, you have your seven through ten, or the Heat, Hawks, Raptors, and Wizards. Um, I think the Nets will probably fall off, and the Heat will probably take that that spot from them yeah um but besides that i don't know if you have the bulls pacers sneak in for the wizards hawks i don't know no i think the knicks are doing a good job blocking up that five seed as right now um but like you said i think the plane is where the most shaking is going to be i think we know the bulls wizards raptors and hawks are all fighting i, th I think the pacers have lost too many games tyrese oliver is too much time for them to make it up and then the bottom three teams just don't want to win. Yeah. So um, I think the plan is what we should be looking forward to in the Eastern Conference and the West, just a big hodgepodge. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, that's kind of your, your updated playoff picture right now, the East and the West. Mm -hmm. um, we have a special shout-out. I'll, yeah. I'll let my boy do it for me. <laughs> Happy birthday to the GOAT, Jason Tatum. He's only 19 today. Kind of <laughs> crazy he's done all this while at 18. Um, but he'll be back to the finals to claim it as a 19-year-old, the first one ever. Um, but super special day for him. Hope he gets to spend it with his family before cooking the Nets tonight. 
So uh, hope he has a good day. Happy birthday, Jason. Yeah, we'll have to see what uh, what outfit Deuce has on. I, you know, if he has a little birthday hat or something. Oh, yeah, I don't sick. know. It would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's good that the NBA let him play at home for his birthday. Yeah. So thanks, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then let's get into the, the recent news. We had KD de- debut for the Suns. It was really just a really tough opponent there with the Hornets. They gave him a good game, right? <laughs> yeah, without LaMelo Ball, uh, really tough opponent. But Kevin Durant looked good. He only played like 20-something minutes, but he, he looked like KD. Yeah. So he's come back from worse injuries, so I have no doubt that he's going to come back strong. For sure. And every time he seems to come back from injuries, he just, you know, is the same player. It's not like he loses any step or anything. It's yeah. just KD. He's not going to slow down. Seven foot, can make a shot anywhere like arguably the best player in the league when he's playing mm-hmm. um it's hard to hard to beat him yeah so i'm excited to watch them play again tonight hopefully again keep it up but transitioning to his old running mate Kyrie, he had a big night with luca after a slow start going one of four they had a, a massive offensive showing tonight last night yeah they they went off they were able to feed off each other it was pretty fun to watch like luca you know he like slows the game down he methodically scores and Kyrie is super shifty quick so it's nice one two punch you can switch it up i think the mavericks won't have any problems on offense mm-hmm. the problem is going to be their defense yeah um which we all knew that was going to be a problem when you trade dorian finney smith your best defender for a guy who plays zero defense um but true. they look good they're able to hold the sixers at bay they're able to hold them to 120 points which is pretty low for the mavericks yeah. so it was a good game for them. Good to get a win under their belt and start to feel comfortable playing with each other. Yeah, I think uh, it's only going to kind of go forward from there. Uh, they already, you know, have kind of worked out through some kinks right away, which is pretty good for them. Like, those close games gave them some, you know, time, some experience together, and now they're not going to have to, like, they already know what to do now uh, in the future. So yeah. I think that's good for them. Um we wouldn't. Uh, it would be bad if we didn't pass up on the Warriors, kind of making some history. It seems like there's always someone on the yeah. Warriors making history, but uh, they were able to come back two games in a row from double-digit points and then win by 15. Um, so it just proves that you can never really put them away. You can never count them out. So Perkins, I want to hear you shut shut it with the "we're washed" because you don't even know what it's like to win on a team because. I mean, well, I guess. Hey, you know he won on 08. You, Put the respect you've, you've on Kendrick Perkins. It. You've watched it from the bench, but. He was a starter. <laughs> starter putting up what? I don't know. I don't know, Terrible but he played stats. his role. He plays, played his role, whatever. He's a champion. Put yeah. some respect on his name. You know he's a terrible commentator. He he's, has terrible takes. He doesn't really. It, you wouldn't know if he watched basketball if you just heard his voice. Like, <laughs> he doesn't. He, sometimes I don't know if he watches basketball. Honestly. But he's a champion nonetheless. I guess so. So, but I just don't want to hear it. Like you don't yeah. know, you don't know what it's like to yeah, be in to, those shoes. Like you don't, you don't have that capability to just switch the like flip and just start trying. Like the Warriors did last year, I yeah. think. Like which we are all we were all waiting for it, but I think it's time. I think. Yeah, to all the media people who are starting to pick it up. The Warriors are what four game win streak now. They're all like, oh, here come the Warriors. I want to say I've been telling you guys, yeah, uh, Celtics fans. They, we have PTSD. We know what's going on. <laughs> They're coming. So Corey has, even though when I've lost faith, like I've always like had it in the back of my mind that like, yes, they're going to flip the switch. Yes, they're going to flip the switch. But like over time, you know, it kind of gets tested yeah. as a fan. 
But yeah, thanks to Corey for keeping me ground. I got you. <laughs> I'm still scared, though. But uh, you got Steph coming back on Sunday against the Lakers. Chris Haynes is reporting. Yeah. So that's super exciting to get you guys' squad basically healthy now. Besides and Wiggins Gary Payton. comes back, Yeah, too. hopefully Wiggins' his family is okay. Still not sure what's going on there, but um, give him all the time he needs. Yeah, and, and uh, just a shout-out, Jordan Poole, too. Um, we've been on him recently with his consistency and stepping up when Steph's out and the last four games he's been able to step up yeah. and it's just really good really promising for it's him it's really good to see because that's what I was expecting from him with Steph out so I'm glad he's taking that step and he's finally starting to play well so good job Jordan yeah shout out but on the flip side of the game last night we talked about the Clippers a little oh, yeah. more they just can't hold on to a lead this feels like every game now they look really well and then the fourth quarter comes and they just fall apart and yeah everyone's blaming Westbrook because they're own fourth Westbrook but I don't think it's really necessarily Westbrook's fault because, one, he hasn't played most of the fourth quarters, or two, when he does play, he doesn't look terrible. But it's just something about the team is just off. What what do you think's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. Like, they have to figure out their rotations, right? They have to figure out playing time. They have a lot of talent, right? I feel like it's the same problem that the Celtics will have, uh, or the Celtics do have, mm-hmm. um, is that they have a lot of great players. It's just finding time for them to play. And the players being okay with that. Yeah. I think the Celtics have got, done a great job, like Blake Griffin, Grant Williams. They're unselfish, and they haven't been, put up a fuss. But it's like if you do that to Westbrook, he's going to start yapping, or someone someone's going to start talking on the Clippers. Yeah, Marcus Morris is talking a lot. Like, yeah, so it's like you're going to have to figure it out at some point. And yeah. that's a, it's a problem for Ty Lue. He has to figure it out soon because there's not a lot of games left. Yeah, I do not envy that man's job. He has a lot of... They have good players. You have to find who's hot and who's not and be willing to bench who's not. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't really shown the willingness to bench who's not hot to win those games, which is a problem. So Tyroot Lue's got a correct course and um, got to get kind of a more stern coaching and play the guys who will win you games, not the guys who you expect to play. Yeah, for sure. And it's like the the cost and the amount of, like, the dollar amount and time you put into these players, like, you don't have to forget that, right? Um, you just have to play the players that – fits right in the best moment and is going to give you the most production. So whether that be like a Mason Plumley coming out to give you size, Wester Westbrook to, you know, attack the rim, yeah. maybe play make a little bit and not turn it over as much, but and then Gordon to give you some some um, outside shooting. You just have to switch it up and I yeah. think I think uh, that's going to be dependent on them winning a championship. Yeah, it's nice that we're seeing them finally play games. Uh Kawhi and Paul George starting to play all the games, but they just not meshing for some reason, so they, and they are running out of time to figure it out. So Clippers, get on it. You need to fix it. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, we want to get to our main point. Uh, we have our good friend here, Jacob. Uh, he's on our intramural team. He's the arguably the best player on our team, mm-hmm. the goat on our team. <laughs> um, he is a Bucks super fan. I've never met someone who loves Giannis as much as Jacob. Um, so yeah, Jacob. Um, Let's let's get it started. How did how did you become a Bucks fan? Let's start off with that. Yeah, first of all, thanks for the compliments and thanks for letting me join the pod for a day. Big fan of Four Wins in June and uh, these two gentlemen. It's been been a lot of fun playing with them this year. Um, it's a long story. So my my dad went to Duke University, um, and so we're huge Duke fans, huge Coach K people, and uh, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, and as such, they had a player at Duke a couple of years back named Jabari Parker, who had a ton of hype coming out of high school. He was supposed to be the next LeBron James. 
Um, and he was drafted number two overall to the Milwaukee Bucks. So after his draft to the Bucks, I decided that my Bulls team that I'd cheer for for the first 13 years of my life were kind of bummy and that I would <laughs> follow Jabari to the, the Bucks, who had the worst record in the NBA the year prior. Um, sadly, didn't, things didn't really work out for Jabari. He tore his ACL twice in the same knee and just had a bunch of injury history, um, things that were unfortunate for him. Um, but while I was watching this Bucks team and watching Jabari, who had grown to be one of my favorite players, uh, I saw this kid from Greece. Um, and he was this scrawny little guy and wasn't, wasn't great at first, but he just kept getting better and better. And I, I remember the, the announcers, the Milwaukee announcers calling him the Greek god. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And I would show clips to my dad here and there. And I said, I think this guy has it. Um, and so just from the beginning, I, I was watching Giannis and his come up and just being able to watch um, the growth of a player like that that really wasn't supposed to be much turn into um, either the best or second best player in the NBA is is kind of what grew my love for the Bucks. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's funny you bring up Jabari Parker. I don't think I've told you this, Danny. In middle school, for an assignment, I wrote a letter to Danny Ainge telling him why he should trade up to draft Jabari Parker. Uh, and I sent it off to get extra credit, and he never wrote back, which is sad. And obviously he didn't draft Jabari Parker, which worked out for the Celtics at the end of the day, but I was a big fan of Jabari Parker in, in, high, in college as well. So it's, it's, it's you love when you see those players like kind of draw you into teams and you kind of just fall in love with the team. That's what happened with me and Kevin Garnett. So I, I, I feel you there. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, let's just get, get into it more with the Bucks. So recently – they made some moves with Jay Crowder and the potential uh, – is it official yet? Did they sign him or are they just looking at Gordon uh, Dragic? I think it is official. Woj reported it, yeah. So, they signed the, the Dragon of the West, I think he's called. <laughs> so they have uh, Jay Crowder and Gordon Dragic. How do you think this affects the Bucks' um, impact? What kind of impact do they have? Yeah, I think we have to understand that the playoffs are a seven- or eight-man rotation. Um, and the Bucks for a while, had a couple players who weren't good enough to be top seven, eight playoff players. Um, their roster has suffered a little bit from the acquirement of Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's been a really important piece for us, but we had to give up a lot to get him. Um, the sad thing about Milwaukee being a small market team is it's hard to get free agents to come there. And so a lot of their, their talent has been somewhat homegrown. They traded for Chris Middleton in his rookie year or after his rookie year, um, and, and developed Giannis. But to get some of their talent, they've, they've kind of had to uh, bring in some of these people from outside, and it's, it's made it so their draft hasn't been very good. So the reason I'm excited about Jay Crowder is he's a great 3 and D player. Um, 3 and D players are the most needed position in the NBA. They're the most valuable commodities. So I was, I was glad we got him. I think we may have overpaid a little bit for him. I think five second-round picks is an overpay. It was well, uh, and the three players, but you didn't give. Oh, uh, no, that was like a side trade. You just threw yeah. threw them away to the Pacers yeah, to, to give her a salary. Yeah, um, and then Goran Dragic. I think, I think it's funny. Danian likes to make fun of me for Joe Ingles having a, a role <laughs> on the Bucks, which is understandable. Now, now you have two of them, <laughs> and now we have two Joe Ingles. But the the, the reason Joe Ingles can do stuff for the the Bucks is because he's a playmaker, and the Bucks really struggle with playmaking. So I'm I'm a little bit excited for Goran Dragic just because he's a great playmaker traditionally, 
I think he pairs well with Giannis with the the European style of ball, and he 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 plays hard. So I think he he's gonna mesh more with uh, Thanasis than Giannis, uh, playing that bench role. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if Thanasis put on a jersey for the last game I watched. So, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna mesh well with that onto the Kuba brother. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have some good talks on this sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Share some popcorn or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, Drogic, I don't know. I think he's kind of like we were talking about uh, George Hill, um, kind of the same, similar player. Uh, so I don't see much of a difference there. Yeah, Jay Crowder, when healthy, when playing, he will add um, experience, three three pointers, um, just another scoring because he's he's a kind of a player. He's either on or he's off. Uh, mm-hmm. So when he's on, he's pretty good. But yeah, yeah, I think it just depends on. Uh, you know, Giannis and Drew Holiday. Like, you have your stars, and I guess Chris Middleton, but he's kind of overhyped a lot. But yeah, you have your you have your team, and you're gonna have to you know show up in the playoffs if you want to make a run. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, we want to get right into the title odds right now. Uh, currently, as it speaks, the Celtics, Suns, then the Bucks. Those are the top three for the title odds. Um, obviously, the Celtics being in the finals last year, right now, where are the Suns just got Kevin Durant, and then third, the Bucks with Giannis. Um, what do you think it's going to take for the Bucks to win a championship this year? Yeah, no, I think that's a good question. First, I just want to object real quick to the George Hill comp. <laughs> Goran Dragic has been a third-team All-NBA player one time in his career, which is an incredible achievement compared to George Hill's zero, and he's been an all-star once. Um, granted, well, they're both not great now. but <laughs> Well, I will not discount a ring. So well, that, George Hill actually doesn't have a ring. I'm pretty sure he, he does. He doesn't. He does not. George Hill doesn't have a ring. No rings. Huh. Wow. That's what, that's what uh, my Google's telling me right now. Interesting. But, no, yeah, to get back to the finals, um, the Bucks just, I think it's a health thing. Um, I think last year, and Corey, Corey will disagree with me, I think that the Bucks consistently, when they had their big three of Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday, did not lose very many games. And this year, it's, the, it's been the same. Um, I, don't, I think they've lost two games together. Um, if I remember correctly, when the, the big three plays. Um, and so I just think that for the Bucks, it's it's a health thing. I think Giannis is the best player in any series that he he, jo- he comes into in the East, um, and normally the team with the best player wins the series. I think the Celtics are the, the team I fear the most for sure. Um, I have a healthy respect for Jason Tatum. Loved watching him at Duke. Huge, huge Tatum fan when he's not playing my team. Um, and Jalen Brown's a dog, so those, that's, that's the team I'm afraid of from from that standpoint. Yeah, you guys have a, a really good roster. I think the the like you said, the trio of Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday has been really impactful for you guys. Um, obviously, it's it sucks to see Chris Middleton go down. I would have loved to see him play in that playoff series because I do think we probably would still beat you with Chris Middleton. I know it's a little biased, but it's just uh, when I look at the matchups and I see Chris Middleton more of like a KD role. And we didn't, and we had the really good defense for KD. It was really Giannis that gave us fits because you know he's unstoppable in the paint. Um, and so I think if Chris Middleton was out there, he would have taken the ball away from Giannis more and kind of slowed him down. Is the only reason why I think we would probably have been fine with Chris Middleton. But I think you guys are playing insane basketball, and I think one player that doesn't get enough credit is Brooke Lopez. Um, he's a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. I would not be shocked if he won it. Um, he is insane defensively and. He's the poster boy for what I think 
Ben Simmons is going to be out of the league soon is because Brooke Lopez out of nowhere developed a three-point jump shot, and suddenly he's wet from the beyond the arc. And if Brooke Lopez can develop it, why can't Ben Simmons? So I got to give my shout-out to Brooke Lopez. I really like his game. Yeah, Brooke Lopez has been incredible. So very, very proud of how he's developed as a just a good player for the Bucks, And he, he really ties the defense down. The numbers are, are crazy. Um, his on-off-the-court things. Even with Giannis, who's who's seen as an incredible defender, Brooke Lopez's on-off-the-court stats are, are wild. So It's crazy. Yeah, so having having him, Lopez, and Giannis down there is pretty hard to tough. Uh, pretty hard to score on against them. Um, I want to take a look at their their road to the finals this year. Um, right now, as it stands, they're the number one seed. If they were um, to play the winner of the play-in tournament, let's say it's you know the Hawks or the Raptors, I don't know. They'd probably have an easy first round. Second round, they'd end up playing the Cavs or the Knicks, uh, which the Cavs could give them a tough time because they have a lot of size down low and Donovan Mitchell scoring a lot. And then eventually you're going to have to play the Celtics and or the Sixers or whoever wins from there. Um, so how do you think this year compares to the year when they won the championship? Yeah, I think some of the teams in the East are, have definitely gotten a little bit better. Um, their road to the finals that year, um, going through the Hawks and beating up a, a broken Brooklyn team, um, definitely played to their advantage. They beat it's, a Heat uh, team. KD's big toe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kate, thank you. Thank you for wearing If Steph was shooting shoes. that, you would have made <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for wearing the wrong size shoe, Katie. Shout out to your, your foot for uh, helping Milwaukee win a ring. But um, I definitely think that, uh, that the East has no real easy matchups. I think the I'm not, as a Bucks fan, I'm not very scared of the Knicks or the Hawks um, or even I think the, the Wizards and the Bulls are still somewhat in the playoff picture. Um, I would be scared in the first round a little bit of the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors do have a lot of size. Um, Spicy P, uh, he's, he's guarded Giannis before, and they just have a lot of good 3 and D defenders. I think the Bucks still win that series, but I think that's a team that could give the Bucks some fits um, that is just kind of an unseen threat right now. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the only teams the Bucks really have to worry about is the Celtics, and then I think the Cavs are you guys' bigger threat outside of there. I think Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are good enough to not stop Giannis because no one can stop Giannis, but put a body between him and the rim and hopefully slow him down a little bit. Um, but I think the Cavs, I got to give a shout-out to Donovan Mitchell. He was special on, on Wednesday night against the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He was gassed at the end of it, but he gave it his whole effort to try and win that game, and he was getting buckets after buckets. So I think if that Donovan Mitchell shows up, that they have a chance of upsetting the Bucks and maybe the round two, but... I think the Bucks uh, should hopefully have an easy matchup there as well. I think I think Drew Holiday will clamp him. That's a personal. Well, Drew Holiday's probably going to guard uh, uh, Darius Garland. Garland. Garland needs to be guarded too. That he can't guard nice. both of them. Yeah. You know, Grayson Allen guard him. Ah, <laughs> nah, bro. Grayson, Grayson Allen would get cooked by Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Some people are just built for the playoffs, and I've seen that year after year with Donovan Mitchell. That's, true. that's for sure. Uh, he's up there. What top three? Yeah. He has like a fifty-three pointer. Like. He You're loves. With, we're there with Jordan on that list. He shows up when the stage is brightest, so, so you gotta watch out for Donovan. They're my dark horse in the East, honestly. Oh yeah. Like, like you talk about the Bucks, Celtics, and people always throw in the Sixers, even though I <laughs> do not even legitimately see them getting out, you know, of the East. But whatever. 
but yeah, the Cavs. They gotta make it to the Eastern Conference Finals before they make it to the finals. Yeah. I think the thing with the can't Sixers, lose to the Hawks if we get Trey Young. I think the thing with the Gosh. Sixers for me is is that you can just run and run them to death, and they don't want to run with you. So yeah. if you some of those teams with young legs like the Cavs would just run over the Sixers because they don't want to run with you. Yeah, the most and boring three seed to watch ever. Yeah. In the <laughs> in the playoffs, the refs tend to swallow the whistle more, and so that's where Philly's downfall has been is they don't get the whistle they're usually used to. Yeah. Well, let's transition from titles to something kind of similar, uh, MVP. Um, right now, as it stands, Jokic is the, the runner for MVP, um, and then followed by Giannis, and then Embiid. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jason Tatum jumped Embiid today. Tatum. Oh, he did? In the MVP ladder release today, Jason Tatum jumped him. Okay, Put the respect okay. on the birthday boy. Okay, okay. So uh, what are you thinking about MVP this year? I know it's a hot topic, so we'll get into it. Yeah, um, I personally uh, believe that the MVP is a very important award to how we talk about players um, all time. And I think that, I guess, with the context of people who have won three MVPs in a row, we're talking about a very special group of people. Um, There's three people in NBA history that have done that. Two of them are Celtics, um, and then the other is Wilt Chamberlain. So it's Bill Russell, Larry Bird, and Wilt Chamberlain. Um, I'm pretty sure, isn't, uh, what's his name, Malone? He didn't uh, win no, three in a row. Moses? Uh, neither, neither Malone won three really? in a row. Yeah. Hmm. No, there's only so there's I only think three he won that have three, done it. but not three in a row. There's, I believe, five that is either five or six that have won two in a row. So it's in, it's incredible to win. Oh, we're just two talking in about row. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And so, so just kind of like with the context of the award, like Jordan didn't win it three years in a row. Um, there's there's multiple there's two th- chances that Jordan had to win it three years in a row and they gave it to somebody else either in the in between year or the the third year. Um, Giannis recently could have won three in a row, but they did not give Giannis his third in a row because he hadn't won in the playoffs yet. Um, and I just think that that's the what year was that? What year was, was that? Yeah. The first Jokic year. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't. Uh, you're just saying that you didn't win the third one because of the playoffs. Yeah, because he was those. coming off the bubble where he got smacked by the Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I think like this year, it's it's tough to argue against um, someone who's putting up a triple double because that was a whole thing. I remember Westbrook. Um, I was bagging on him for putting up a triple double because that was the only goal of the Thunder was to win Westbrook and MVP. Uh, they didn't even care about you know, making the playoffs or winning a championship. Um, so I kind of discount his his MVP there. I also discount Harden's MVP um, because he's not a winner, right? So if we're just looking at people who are winners um, winning championships, like you have to discount those, right? But is that what the MVP award is? Um, is it about winning a championship? No. The MVP is about putting up the best stats the best player that season Mm -hmm. and this season you have the best player on the best team is the nuggets and he's putting up a triple double and he's shooting what sense are the nuggets the best team the bucks have the best record best like best team in the west right so number one is a mvp of the west or mvp of the league there's a number one next to his name right I think though, but he's but, but is he's, MVP of the West or MVP of the, the league? Okay, he's not one game, two games, whatever. 
they're still number one by him. I'm just saying he crosses that box. You can't really get higher as the Nuggets being one. You can't go to you could pass the Bucks. You, you could pass the Bucks. You could pass the Celtics. He's not even two. You could pass the Celtics, but they're still number one. Anyway, that argument is just the best player on the best team. So he's not the sixth seed. He's the one seed. Okay, so and he's averaging it, a triple that's your double. Argument, then and it's he's Giannis. shooting seventy percent. He's I, true shooting percentage. I understand. 70%, the best shooting percentage. But if your argument is so, best player on the best team, it's Giannis because Giannis is the best record, so no, he's the best team. I'm saying that, but he's also putting up a triple double. So it's like not like he's like a third seed or a sixth seed or an eighth seed. He's a one seed, so he's winning. He's doing the best he can in the West. One seed. So, so that checks off that argument. You know what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm trying to do. And then on top of that, he's averaging a triple-double, scoring, what, 20, 11, and 10, and shooting the best percentage out of anyone in the league. So it's like, what argument are you going to put against him? That's all yeah, I'm so saying. Jokic has been incredible, um, and I don't want to deny that. I, I truly do believe that Jokic is having probably the best season um, of any player in the league this year. Um, I think from a historical standpoint, giving him the MVP this year would be an incorrect decision. Yeah, um, but that's not what it's about. And I think it I think it somewhat is because that's just, I mean, it's just the history of the award matters um, if we're talking about how the award's given out. So I believe last year— So you're year, not going to give the best player on, the like, the best season so for that season? You're going to go back and say, oh, because he already won it? So if we if we look at the history, that's what's been done before. It's been done to LeBron. It's been done— to to Giannis recently, those are two players it's been done to. But not, I think the not, thing goes back well, to last year. Well, not necessarily because if it's the greatest player, then LeBron should have fifteen of them, right? Because he didn't put up best player on the best the best player on the best team putting up the best stats, and so that's your exactly. argument, right? Exactly. So why so, did Jokic win last year? Because he put up the stats. But did he have the record? He didn't have the record, so it's like, but he had the best statistical season. So you're saying out of so everyone. you're saying you don't believe the record matters. You believe it's no, the stats. No, I do. But I'm saying that that was his second one in his second year in his second MVP. He had the best stats. Now this year, you're trying to discredit him for already winning two when he's putting up the best numbers, triple double, and he's number one. So it's like, what are you then to put against him? Your only argument is, oh, he's won it twice. He shouldn't have a third one. That's the only argument. You can't argue anything else. Yeah, I'm because not. Because that's not what the MVP is about. I'm just saying Giannis has a better record. That's my first argument yeah. for him. My second argument for Giannis is Giannis has been a more dominant player. He commands the, the paint whenever he wants. He can get to the rim and score and take over games. I could say the same I think, thing for Jokic I think there. Jokic probably is going to win MVP. He's probably my pick. Yeah. I'm saying what, I, the reason why Giannis has a shot is because he has better record no, one. he definitely has a shot. Because he is probably the most dominant player in the league. Yeah, Giannis, I think Giannis will also be a first team or second team All Defensive Player at the end of the day. Um, this season, this season, he has I a don't chance. know. You should look at his stats for his but defense. It, so I, I it doesn't average a block or a so, steal. So I understand that you look at things like that and you're like, oh, he doesn't average a block or he doesn't average a steal. But he neither one of those, neither one of those things, tells your full impact on defense. That's true. Um, but if, if you go you're look at that, it, then Draymond should ha- be in there. Draymond's Draymond, a better Draymond, Draymond will probably than, be in the top than, two than Giannis this year easily. Um, I don't know if I 100% agree with that. Giannis has been the number one defender in the pick and roll on both positions. He's the number one defender for the bigs and the number okay, one how defender. How do you measure that? It's just the it's the the advanced analytics. It's just have bias. Said, no, the it's Bucks advanced. do have the best defensive rating. In the league. It's it's the advanced analytics. The Bucks have the best defensive rating in the league, yeah. anchored by Brook Lopez and Giannis. Yes, exactly. Brook Lopez and Drew Holiday. 
Uh, I don't think of it like Giannis this year. I'm sorry. In the past, but this year you can't. You can't. I, th- I think he's because, a much better defender than Jokic is. If I was in an NBA series, I would rather be guarded by Nikola Jokic. Oh, no one's gonna argue that. No, yeah, but I'm just <laughs> saying. So my thing is like, like this year. Yeah. This year he's not a great defender. I, I disagree with that. With that. Uh, this is stats. Well, I, think, I know. I wouldn't. I'm not disagreeing with that. He's thing a bad is, like, defender. He's a great defender, but this year, statistically speaking. You cannot say that he's a great. De- you can't say any of these MVP con- candidates are great defenders. They're all on. They're all on a. Sim- if you look at the stats, they're all similarly ranked for like steals and blocks. I'm just looking at those things, but those are like the big things on defense. But anyway, I in terms the of way defense, I look Drew at Holiday defense, and Brook Lopez on that team are the best. Are their best yes, defenders? They are really good def- defenders, but Giannis is also elite defender. And I think you need more than just two players to anchor the best defense in the league. Yeah, I think uh, Giannis plays a really good role in that. Um, he's uh, he has a great steal to turnover ratio of zero point one nine. He's doing really good uh, things on that. Um, so I don't know if he's the second team all defense or not because that's limited spots. But you can't discredit his defense because he's light years ahead of Jokic. So that is an argument yeah. for Giannis in the MVP case. Yeah, but do we look at defense and MVPs? Not really. Um, I mean, the like Russell Westbrook, Harden won it. Come on. I mean, again, it just goes back to most valuable player. And I my argument would be that... Exactly. If you take if, Jokic off their team, they're nothing. If you take Giannis, it looks like they still win. I, I honestly think that the Nuggets roster is better than the Bucks roster. I think that if you put Giannis on the Nuggets roster, that's the championship. Uh, I think it's just arguing tomatoes. And, I think it's harder because the Bucks and, and Nuggets have built completely different rosters. The Bucks have built a really good defensive roster that allows Giannis to do whatever he wants. While the, the Nuggets have built a roster to build around Jokic so that he can distribute the ball while he can facilitate and they can have a really good flow on the court. They are really good offense. So you can't really compare the rosters, say one's better than the other, when they're built completely different. But the way I view the MVP race is it's Jokic's award to lose. I think Jokic is going to win it. I don't think there's... Giannis or, or someone else will have to have a crazy end of the season to overtake him. I think Jokic is going to win his third straight. Um, but I think it's the only team or player who can take it is between the Celtics and the Bucks. Whoever ends with the best record in the East will have the only legitimate argument to overtake Jokic. Either Tatum or Giannis will have the only legitimate argument. Everyone else is out of the picture at this point. Yeah. But do I think there's enough time for either of them? Probably not. I think Jokic wins it. Yeah. So, like, like we were saying, like, it's the best player, best team, but who's having the best statistical season. So it's like you have to, you know, rank those boxes however you want to rank them. But it's like at the end of the day, Jokic is checking off all of them right now, and other players aren't. So that's yeah. the only thing. The past is the past. He's won it in the past because he's put up insane numbers then, and it was the best season by any player then, that season. Yeah. Um, but – you just can't. I just don't like the argument of he's already won it before. You can't get three yeah. because of the history. Well, yeah. Giannis is the sixth. So for odds for defensive player of the year, he's the sixth person on the list. So he's he's not the favorite, but he's up there. He will he will end either first team or second team all defense this year. I think that that matters. Um, I think it matters that your de- like I think your defense matters. I think their offensive inputs are very similar. If you look at their per, Giannis is not having his best season. 
Um, Giannis's best season PER wise was two years ago, um, and he's he's but he's still at an incredible around thirty. Jokic is sitting closer to thirty-two, I believe, this year. So Jokic has been a little bit more efficient on offense. My only argument is the Bucks have a better record. Giannis is better on defense, and they're both very very important to their teams. They're both the engines. Um, I think one of the two players makes it so their team could win a championship, and I think for me, I don't believe the other player can. Um, and I think that when you're talking about most valuable player, part of me thinks that it's how far can that player take you. Yeah. And I don't believe that Jokic is a number one on a championship team, and so that's why I don't think Jokic deserves it. That's that's another reason. I mean, if you had to play the Warriors, I'd see. But, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but we can go on and on talking about MVP. But uh, we would be amiss to not bring up, of course, the Bucks 16-game win streak with you. What does that mean for you guys? How are you guys doing it? And will you guys ever lose another game? Like, what, what's the goal? Um, I think, honestly, I, if, if the Bucks are healthy and they roll out their healthy roster, I could see them finishing the season 16-4 and four the rest of the way, like roughly if they have about 20 games left. Um, I don't know exactly where those, those losses will come. They haven't been great against the best teams in the NBA this year, which has been a little concerning. I would love to see them show up a little bit more in some of those primetime games. But when healthy this year, they've lost very few games with the, their, their top three guys, four if you include Brooke Lopez. Um, they've lost very few games, so I just, I'm going to assume they're going to just keep on winning. It wouldn't surprise me if they finish one in the East. It's not really their goal, but I think they felt Boston's presence last year, and they'd rather mm-hmm. be home than, a, than away at Boston this year. Yeah, it's true, but you know, Game Six didn't help him much at home with Jason Tatum. But nope. uh, maybe Game Seven, y'all have the Grant Williams seven threes game, to, so you can avoid that. So definitely respectable, you want. But you guys did, uh, you guys did tank the last game of the season to not get the two seed, so that's on your head. So don't do that again. We didn't want the Nets, bro. We didn't want smoke. We wanted it, and we got it. Yeah. Then then you play the Nets, then you play the the Bucks, and then you got the Heat, heat, and then the Warriors. It was their revenge tour for us last year, and it's amazing. But we were just gassed at the end of it. No, I mean I would be too if I had to play those teams. Yeah, you guys cakewalked in. Pretty much. I mean, I won't won't discredit that, but that's what happens when yeah. you're the you're the best. <laughs> hey, we 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 shipped our superstars out west this year, so it's a little easier for the Celtics and Bucks. Thank goodness. That's true. That's um, true. Um, well, let's just finish up the Bucks with um, a favorite memory of the Bucks. Uh, honestly, I just got to say the ring. Um, it was really incredible just to watch the the whole journey and the accumulation of the journey and Giannis winning finals MVP. It was a beautiful moment. I think for small market teams and players like Giannis, um, just winning one can do crazy things for your legacy. I think you, you got to look at another player that played his position um, a little bit differently, but also a European player, Dirk, um, won one ring for the Mavs, and it's the, the one ring the Mavs have won. And the, the fans in Dallas revered Dirk. Um, and so it's special to win rings with the team that drafted you. And it's special to to do that in a small market without having the help of like other superstars. And so that's probably my favorite memory with the Bucks. Awesome. Yeah, I like that with the the rings because half NBA teams don't even have one. So it just shows how important they are. Poverty franchises. Um, and I, I <laughs> could say, not be us. And I stay say that Steph Curry has more rings than twenty five teams. So it's you know. true. <laughs> um, rings are important, but. Rings don't really, like, you know, totally identify. Yeah, they don't tell the whole story. So, um, but, yeah, I think that's going to do it with our 
our Bucks talk. Thanks, Jacob, for for uh, sharing your knowledge, uh, your fandom about them. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's just finish up real quick with the bets, right? We have uh, a Dana caught the dub last time. Uh, he got the dub. It was six to four. So a dominant win for him. He's up to three wins. It's three to eight and two ties. So he's making his way. Uh, making our way back. He has the momentum now, so we'll see if he can string two in a row. <laughs> so we're starting off with Pel- Pelicans at Warriors. Warriors are only favorited by four and a half, even though they've won by 15-plus the last two games. So taking the Warriors, you already know it. Yeah, it's fair. The Pelicans, they're, they're in a slugfest, really, with uh, C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. They can score a lot of points. So we'll see if they can keep it within four. That's a goal. But I think the Warriors do win that game. Um, then we got the Magic at Hornets. The Hornets just lost the mellow ball, so their season's pretty much over. But the Magic uh, don't really have much to play for either. The Battle of Wimby. Um, <laughs> the Magic are minus four favorites on the road. Um, honestly, I think the Hornets win this. I think the Hornets come out and they win in front of the home crowd. Okay. Make MJ proud, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Nets at Celtics. The Celtics are favored at 11. Uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of points. Um, the Nets are reeling, though. They don't really know what they're doing with their new players. Do I take it from you? I think I am. I that's think fair. I'm going to take the Celtics. That's okay. fair. I, I'm not even mad about that. That's a good pick. I'll take the Nets and the points, and hopefully the Celtics can win by 10. Yeah. the clutch. Um, <laughs> But then we got Blazers at Hawks. The Hawks are uh, with the sixth seed opening up with the Nets uh, falling down. The Hawks are coming for that sixth seed with new coach Quinn Snyder in the in tow. So hopefully they can make a run here. But the Blazers, Dame is white hot right now. I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon. I think Dame comes to Atlanta and he think he, he wins. I'm going to take the Blazers. Yeah, that's a good pick. Unless uh, they throw the box and one at him. But I don't know if the Hawks are that smart. I think they have a defender to stop Dame. No. Um, then we have the Jazz at Thunder. Uh, should be a good one. It's in OKC. Thunder are only favorited by one. I don't know if SGA, is he still out? Fact check me on that. Um, I'm not sure. I'll look it up. Um, but if SGA is in, I, I'm going to take the Thunder. If he's not, I'll take the Jazz. So we'll see. Um, yeah, your man's out on okay. Friday. We'll take him the Jazz then. All right. A little hometown team. That's a good pick. They are one point, so can't yeah, be mad like, that. I was like, "There's no way they're just one point if it's if SGA's." In. Yeah, exactly. But we got the the Knicks, who have the second longest win streak in the NBA behind the Jacobs Bucks, uh, playing the Heat. The Knicks are favorite on the road, which is surprising. I don't like that at all. I'm taking the Heat in the points. I think that's an easy that's pick. Good. I don't even think twice about that. I think the Knicks win streak stops here. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, next, we have Suns at Bulls. Suns favored three and a half, and they have KD. So I think that's kind of lowballing them. I think they win by a lot more than that. So I'm going to take the Suns. But you see, that you forget the Bulls have the KD stopper, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. The playing champion. So <laughs> I'll take the Bulls happily with the three and a half points. They at home, this, he might get on the At home table. in the United Center, I take the Bulls. <laughs> they, K, Pat Bev is going to clamp KD. Okay, okay. <laughs> Then we got move on to the Clippers at Kings. The Clippers need to get that that get win with Westbrook. It's at the Kings, so it's not a home game, but still kind of a home game if they have fans. But Clippers fans are home game far and few between. <laughs> the Kings are minus seven and a half point favorites. That's a lot of points for them. 
I gotta take the Clippers. I gotta believe that they Ooh. win a game. Yeah, I gotta yeah. believe they win a game. Okay, okay, we'll see. He's fr- throwing up a hail mary on that one. Yeah. Um. Next we have Grizzlies at Nuggets. Uh, like we always say, we can't bet against the Nuggets, so I'm taking the Nuggets. They're at home, Mile High City. <laughs> I don't think they've ever done us dirty, to be honest. honest so they're like that's the fair. team that whenever we pick them, they like they win, and then whenever we don't, like, yep. We, whenever we pick against them, they win. It's we like can't. maybe that's why Jokic is MVP maybe. because he, he never loses bets. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the round out the game, we got the Timberwolves at Lakers. The Timberwolves are minus one point favorites. With the Lakers, who are still lost at LeBron, I'm not sure if AD is going to play or not. But if it's in Staples Center, uh, yes, I said Staples Center, not Crypto.com, because Staples Center is way cooler. Respect. Um, I got to take the Lakers there. I think the Timberwolves are frauds, and I don't think they can win on the road. Yeah, that's a good pick. You can never trust the Wolves, um, especially you know when Nas Reed was your highest scorer. Exactly. But that's going to do it today with uh, four wins in June. We're, we're glad that we had Jacob on here to talk about Giannis and the Bucks. Um, happy yeah. birthday to Tatum again. Have Only 19, baby. But, yeah, thanks again, Jacob. We've been looking forward to this episode for a while. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, talking more in the playoffs, hopefully, as we see that Bucks celtics Eastern Conference Finals. Should be a fun series. But thanks, guys, for listening again. It's been four wins in June. Have a good day.